It's your girl Elle, corporate in-house designer, and I just want to do my job. Hey y'all, it's Kay, your favorite public health nerd, being black as hell at work. Hey y'all, you beautiful, brilliantly bold black women. It's your girl V, here doing my own unlearning while educating folks in the process. I'm behind the scenes on a little hiatus. And we're we're clocking clocking in to talk all things being black at work. Well, all right. So today we will be discussing sponsorships in the workplace versus mentorships in the workplace. What's the difference between the two and why you need both? Why it's so difficult for black women to get both or one or the other? Mm -hmm. Um, And we should let y'all know we did record some of this before but we wanted to really do the topic justice and re-record for y'all. So y'all get um, a polished version of this discussion. Yes. Yes. We want, we want to make sure we, uh, that we are improving as we go and that we're giving some, some healthy, useful information to our audience um, as mm-hmm. it pertains to the workplace. And, uh, and even since we re- re- first recorded, this episode, there's been some, you know, well, at least in my um, daily work life, it has played out itself. So mm. I'm happy to share some of those um, experiences with uh, you and the audience as we uh, embark on take two. Well, I love it. Take two. Um, well, let's start talking about what sponsorship really is mm-hmm. and the difference between sponsorship and mentorship. So, we all really know what a mentor is. That's that's really um, an old head in the game, right? Somebody to help guide you through your career, give you advisement mm-hmm. on the next steps to take, on how to bolster your skills, on when to apply for that position. The next step, they often serve as references and provide recommendation letters. They are often um, very instrumental in your growth just as a professional, right? But a sponsor is truly someone who they could work with you at your organization or they may work adjacent in another organization, but it's still in your field. But they are someone who is able to use their social and political capital to speak your name and get you at tables where you may not have been before. And guess what? White people use sponsors all the time in the workplace. So black women, it's time to bring ourselves along. Um, And I got this idea to really talk about this from a TED talk I had heard from um, a wonderful woman. I forget her name now, but She used to work on Wall Street, Black woman, and she talked about the importance of having a sponsor and why you need somebody who has the social and political capital and the power to speak your name in rooms and get you into presentations and get you promoted, um, get you opportunities, um, and why it's important to distinguish sponsorship from mentorship and I think a lot of times or all the time black women have never really heard of this or been able to take advantage of this because we're just trying to get our foot in the door you know what I'm saying yeah that's 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 really true and I think when we first talked about this it was like I think I brought up I think I remember saying like you know I had to toggle in my mind what's the difference between the two early in my career and even still you know as recent as like maybe a couple years ago um just knowing that a mentor may not carry the same weight as a sponsor would or have the same amount of influence and you know the frequency and way you where you may communicate with your mentor 
or your sponsor could could vary like um and it's important to keep open communication with both um but distinguishing the differences between the two um i kind of just thought like oh everyone's a mentor you know never really segmenting like who is a sponsor or who can be a sponsor on my behalf versus just a mentor so it's it's yeah. good that we can like give a clear like position on on what looks what each one looks like um mm-hmm. and you're right it is not it's not a new concept it may be new to black women in some cases and in some industries depending at what um on what part point in your career you're at but mm-hmm. um but yeah it's it's not a common language i think we use in our culture on Mm-mm. a regular well and and studies have shown that black women most often don't pursue or get looked at for executive level positions because they don't have sponsors. Like we don't have sponsors to say, oh, you know what? Kay can do that and do it with excellence and be an extreme asset to the team and the org in a different way than in a different capacity than she's been. And because we don't know the difference, because we don't even know that sponsorship exists, it keeps us from having those senior level manager positions and those executive level positions. And so now we are at a critical point, though, I think what's so important about this conversation is that we are prime to make our own demands. You know what I mean? 2020 has proven that we are primed to make our own demands where we're reaching a turn of turning point when it comes to race relations in America and especially in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And so when you have the confidence to make your own demands, you have the confidence to then rub elbows and um, identify a sponsor, like you said, someone who has that influence. And it may not be you know, the vice president or the senior vice president of your particular department, but it's somebody that's respected, Mm -hmm. um, that navigates the politics of your org and industry extremely well. Um, They are, you know, for lack of a better word, socially accepted. I mean, that's, that's hard to to grasp and it may be a little problematic but if they don't have that social capital if they're not they don't have interpersonal skills if they're not friendly if they're if they don't play nice in the sandbox quote unquote um it's difficult for them to sponsor you it's difficult for them to have influence over anything Mm -hmm. and I think in a in parallel with that you you spoke about you know the frequency and communication between the two, right? So oftentimes you'll talk with your mentor weekly, if not daily, just depending right. on the situation, the season in your career and your life. But a sponsor, you may see them quarterly or speak. Well, once yeah, a month. speak to them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so you gotta every time you have a touch point with that sponsor, you need to make the case for I want to do X, Y, and Z with my career and I need you to help me get there basically. Yeah. Um, and, and I will say this too, like there are times when you don't even know that people are sponsoring you and that that's is, where ooh, the, that is so true. <laughs> tell it to preach on it. Talk Wait. about it. Well, okay. I'll just give this as an example. Um, so I consider the person that, did my formal hiring at my current company. At first I was considering them a mentor because I was meeting with them regularly. Um, soon as I transitioned into the job, he transitioned to, into a different, like a different team, a different category um, than I was currently working in. And at first I was a little bit hurt because I'm like, wait a minute, you hired me <laughs> and then you going like... <laughs> just sit on me real quick but he is such a like genuine person that I like made sure to like keep you know things on our calendar like we meet really like once a month so that 
that kind of once we started talking about the definitions I'm like oh okay so he's a sponsor for me not necessarily a mentor for me um and so we meet like just for lunch and when we were going to work it was I would meet him on campus but even since we were being at home I have kept up those like just zoom lunch calls which I feel like has worked in my favor um especially up until recently um and I think with everyone's transition of work working from home and you know maybe your workload may have been reduced in some capacity just because of the nature of the business you're in um I make consumer goods people aren't shopping for those things as frequently so we've scaled back on how much we're doing um but that had me I had a lot of free time on my hands uh in some cases and he thought of me for a project that was going on that they needed somebody to fill in another team was actually pretty heavily busy and they didn't have anybody to like finish out this work so he spoke my name and you know I got on on a couple other projects but and I've had some other people do that in my on my behalf as well but you know it goes back to what you're saying like I may have you know in our conversation said yeah I'm interested in working on this I'm interested in working on these projects and growing my skills in this way or you know having more broader sense of how the company works in other categories or other teams versus my current team and it if I wasn't vocal about that and if I wasn't routinely checking in with him who's to say that you know I would not have gotten those opportunities to work on products outside of my current scope you know what I mean and that has that kind of um, I guess visibility to other teams and visibility mm-hmm. to leadership put me in a position to get promoted recently. So mm-hmm. it has those things. I think I wasn't really knowledgeable about early in my career. I just thought of like I do my stuff, I get my stuff done, I let my work speak for myself. And it wasn't until recently that I had a conversation with another person who is a potential sponsor where we both like thought similarly um he's been in the industry a lot longer than I have but um he thought the same way early on too and he's like that's a mistake don't make that mistake I made you know what I mean because you need you want to be able to navigate your career at some point you don't want your career to just be in the hands of people who make the decisions like yes mm-hmm. you know you can give guidance and give interest but really it is somebody else making the decision for you which feels yeah. really scary to say out loud because it's like well I want to be you know the navigate like I want to navigate my own destiny I don't want to leave it up to people but you need people to help you know propel you in those in those spaces or you know move you mm-hmm. in this lane versus that lane so um it's important to establish those relationships early on. And I think that's mm-hmm. like, I can look back on my early jobs early in my career. And I don't, I didn't necessarily do that. Um, you know, I was, I was probably a little n- naive to think that mm-hmm. my work would just, you know, just speak volumes. And I like, you know, mm-hmm. I'll make it on my own merit. Um, and that's probably, you know, one lesson I probably should have learned earlier on, but, um, Mm -hmm. but I'm learning it now and I'm, you know, as long as we're sharing it, it can help other women of color to like, no, you gotta, you gotta open your mouth. We, we talk about, we can open our mouths about a lot of things and Mm -hmm. run our mouths about a lot of, (laughs) a lot of stuff. But when it comes to work, it is a fine dance because you don't want to feel like, you know, you want to be able to communicate in a way to find that partnership and um and we need that help we need that that advocacy even yeah. though we're strong and independent we need we need someone to help us be able to move along move up and and mm-hmm. and into better positions and opportunities so yeah absolutely i think that's really the same story I had really mm-hmm. the first time I was promoted it was a sponsor saying 
you know, well, why don't you promote her to to manager? And the second time it was a sponsor that I didn't even know they were thinking about that situation, being right. a senior manager. And then it was also the same sponsor who gave me like uh, a good look if you will, <laughs> on the salary increase, okay? Cup runneth over. Mm-hmm. The cup runneth over. And it was not because what we're not saying is kiss ass. We're not saying be a kiss yeah. ass and smooge up to the right people. And that what was what my 20-something 20, 20 self thought, for mm-hmm. real. Like, that I didn't want to, mm-hmm. I'm not here to ass kiss. I'm not here to, like, smooge. And uh, that's just not mm-hmm. me. And it took a conversation recently with um, another sponsor to be like, that's not what this is. Like, yeah, you literally not have, you need to have currency. And that's what, and like, and I hate to make it that, and I don't mean it in the sense of money, but it does involve money <laughs> eventually sometimes like with, with either a payout, a bonus, an increase there and whatever, you know, it is that, and it goes back to our earlier episode about politicking as well. Like, part of that is is doing that, but I think we have such a negative kind of connotation of politics. It just in our country that we mm-hmm. feel like you know I got now I got to be phony, I got to be fake, I got to be my I mm-hmm. can't be myself, I can't you know I got to give people what they want to hear um, in order for me to succeed and do well, and that's that's where I think we have to shift our definition of what like what U.S. politics are and what workplace politics are. And not to say that there's not negative things at play. You have to be aware Mm -hmm. of that and navigate that sometimes. But for the most part, I think there there are more people that want you to succeed than than not. And especially for those who are real true mentors and true sponsors like if you do well they do well you know like i've they they have a resume of like i've brought all these people you -hmm. know up under my wing and when it's time for them to be able to walk away or you know move in a different direction for their career they can feel good knowing like hey there's some good people you know that's gonna carry the torch and and it's not gonna be like you know, this, especially if they're grooming you to do the same as, as, as what they've done for you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, you, I can't, I couldn't agree more because one of the things that my first sponsor who happened to be my very first, um, was she a senior director at the time when I started? I think she was a senior director at the time, but she hired me basically. Mm-hmm. And, um, she still to this day, even though I'm no longer on her team and I've transitioned to a totally different team, she still to this day says hiring me was top three, one of the best things she did at the org. And not only does that mean a lot, but it also means that I held up my end of the bargain. And so, you know, so let's talk about how to get a sponsor and how to identify who is looking at you in that way and who you need to be looking at. So yeah, you said you made a good point about, you know, in our early twenties, cause I did the same thing. I don't want to ask his, I don't want to be the one, you know, always, I don't want to go to the bowling thing. I want to go home. I want to go to bed. <laughs> and one thing that one of my other mentors used to say, when we used to have um, business dinners after we would be traveling and putting on all these events and doing all this great work stuff she would say, you got to stop going to bed. I know you're tired, but it's nine o'clock and people in business stay at this dinner table until like 11, boo. So you sip you some coffee or some black tea, ask them for some black tea. Cause that's my, that's my shit. And, um, you, you stay up as long as other people do because it's a good look. People start saying your name like, Oh, Kay is, Kay will be good for that presentation. She's She's excellent with external speaking to external audiences and partners and legislators and congressmen and women and mm-hmm. um, 
oh, Kay will be good for that promotion. She can lead people. You know what I mean? And it just it just kind of snowballs from there. And so when you understand that people are looking at you in that way, go ahead and say yes to a few things. I'm not going to say everything because you have a life of your own. Yeah, you but gotta, say yes to that. Yeah. Say yes to that coffee break. Now, now we call them coffee breaks, quote unquote, because we're in a virtual environment. But say yes to that coffee break. Show up to that virtual meet and greet. Show up to that um, when we do get ready to meet back with people again in person do the little the little bowling alley shindig with the team and you ain't gotta stay long you know 30 minutes i I get there on time so i can scope out the place and be ready to go after about 30 45 minutes in and out i I gotta go and i have the perfect excuse because i'm a wife and a mom so I I be like, well, you know, I gotta get baby girl in the bed. I can't leave a husband by himself because he wouldn't do that to me. You know what I'm saying? Like I be making up all kinds of excuses. Uh-huh. I ain't got that. <laughs> I can't rely on those excuses right now. I, know. I gotta figure out something else. You're like, are you single? You ain't got nothing to do. <laughs> you can have another drink. Yeah, girl. Oh, come oh, on, come girl. On. You can do this. You single? Where you gotta be? Uh, I, 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 I guess I'm about to make up dates and stuff. Oh, I have a, I have something to do. Or you can just say, you know what, I worked hard today. I'm yeah, a little turned yeah. You know what? Or I'm just saying, no, I'm stop making excuses for people. Yeah, because that's that's because as long as, like I said, as long as you show up, show your face, and be present. Mm-hmm. You know, get to know people, shake some hands. Um, when it's safe to shake hands again, obviously. But Girl, I think you, I'm, that's you, dead for me. I'm not gonna shake nobody's hand no more. I'm I'm hitting them with the elbow one and two, and maybe I'm maybe not line. even that. Everybody gonna get. I was gonna say line. maybe not even that. I might just what's up and and move on. All right, you know what I'm holla peace. Because mm-hmm. folks is nasty. Folks done reverted back to not washing their hands, and yes, I ain't I don't do. I'm, I make sure I see my birthday song. Get all up in there. <laughs> um, yeah, I I I struggle with networking just as a general concept because same here i don't like small talk i hate the oh how's the weather Mm, oh what'd you do for the weekend i I don't i can sit there and listen and smile and grin but i just don't i don't find the i just don't have the energy for that now if you want to talk about something like legitimate like or, or like, I mean, I'm good at like, okay, we watching this show and everybody watching. Did you see? You know, I can talk about that kind of stuff, but just awkward and unfruitful conversation. It's tough. It's just tough for my personality. So I, but I'm really good at, at observing and listening. And I like, I kind of want to have, I, I found more sponsors to that can give and mentors that can talk more <laughs> so I can just sit back and soak up and I think that that's like a good trait to have too because like if they're not pouring into you then and you're not getting anything out of those conversations and you really need to reevaluate are they the best sponsor or mentor for you yeah but um but it is important to like to be in those spaces especially as it relates to industry and learning mm-hmm. who's in your industry, I felt like I had more opportunity for that in when I lived in Boston because there were several companies, um, several competitors, and we all like social Boston small, so you you see everybody out um, downtown, and it's it's really easy to like be able to have a social life as well as a work life, and oftentimes it wasn't even like we talked about work all the time, you know, mm-hmm. we just relax, cut loose. And then, you know, if so-and-so was interested in a job and like, they wanted to ask me about, Hey, you know, what about this opening? Who do you know is the hiring person? I could do the same vice versa. If I saw, you know, another opening at, at their position I was interested in. So mm-hmm. I'm learning. It's still not a comfortable space for me to be in, but I'm starting to see more benefits of it. Um, and especially working at such a big company, I only see my team like on a daily. So because there's like over 20,000 people, <laughs> that work mm-hmm. at, it's good to try to like, especially see people that look like me that are at work, like they exist, but we're just not in the same spaces. So it's like, I need to be able to be more, um, network more in order to have those engagements 
uh, with other coworkers that we have common interests and common backgrounds. So, right. Um, right. That's a perfect segue into really talking about, you know, the race and ethnic, ethnic makeup of most true, sponsors. True. Honestly, y'all, they're going to be white. Yeah, like, they are. And, and that's, it's sad, but it is true. It's sad. It, it's sad. Um, unless you're working at the NAACP, which. Or all black firm or all, you know, all black firm. <laughs> or, you know what I mean? You know, um, but if you are working at a predominantly white organization, your your sponsor is going to look, they're going to be white. Um, and so what you need to do then, the onus is upon you to identify who is an ally and an accomplice mm-hmm. in the black struggle. Because the last thing you want to be doing is trying to impress somebody who, who don't uh, care about your struggle, your plight, that have no idea, have no way to understand it, try to put themselves... Yeah. They just it. came out of the backwoods of Mississippi. You don't want right. that. You don't. You don't. They don't even know how to. They don't even know how to spell allyship, honey. No, Mm-mm. that's not what you want. What so you, you need want. to keep keep a keen eye out for that because, and, and keep a keen eye out for the ones who want to use you as the token, because they could be pretending like they're an ally and an accomplice. We've ex- keep we've a keen ex- eye. We've experienced that. We actually, I've experienced that even on. Within my own race, unfortunately, mm-hmm. and you know, we was the tokens to to fill her pocket in a way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's a, that's an episode for another day. But yeah. um, but yeah, you have to be, you have to be observant. I think my observant skills come in handy when it comes to that. Um, and and you want somebody that you can just really be authentic with. Um, right. True story. Uh, I mean, the mythical statement that I find so frustrating just in terms of like, once we do get hired or once, you know, hiring somebody or bringing somebody into the company, like, you know, does the personality fit that, that kind of stuff really gets on my nerves because every personality is not going to mesh and marry well. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case for every scenario, we're never going to have a diverse slate of uh, co-workers or yeah. you know teammates and such so it bothers me when I hear that because you know you really you really need to learn how to how to get along with people that you necessarily don't mm-hmm. don't you know marry well personality wise but mm-hmm. we can still be professional and get what we need to get done and I think black women we have to often take up you know or segment ourselves or compartmentalize ourselves or our personality in order to fit within that mold and and you know go along and get along so that we can still be able to move up in companies or in in our professional work environments where this you know education sector medical sector whatever the industry is there is that level of um uh, that that concept that you have to work within for every scenario because they're people people <laughs> people are just going to be people and I think if you really want to have a fruitful authentic mentorship it has to happen with someone who you can be authentic with and my manager currently has been that for me like mm. she's probably the most outspoken um transparent manager that I've had in quite some time um and she'll give it to me real uh you know she she asked for forgiveness not permission kind of thing but um you need someone to be transparent with you and I can appreciate her transparency um now with my sponsors I don't necessarily get that but again their role is different Um, right like I said they got a different role in the mental yeah and so I can go to her for like on I mean because she is my manager I go to her for on a daily for just about you know any decision I'm laboring between or having to like you know uh, make any any obstacle or you know opposition I'm having to to face but um but she has also been the person I've discussed salaries with, the person I've discussed, you know, goals with and 
you know, who's this person? What does this person do? How long has this person been here? Like, they have that knowledge that, especially as a new person coming into a company, you don't have, and you kind of need that too. Like, that's also another benefit of having a mentor and a sponsor within your company because, yeah, you may come with a lot of, I came with a lot of experience at the table, but I don't know shit about, you know, who's this person, who's that person, how long they've been here, what they've contributed, who I need to talk to about getting on this project, who, you know, I need to get this information from. Like, she has all, she's a gatekeeper for that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you can, you'll, once you start seeking sponsors and mentors in different, their different capacities, mm-hmm. you will learn to appreciate what the sponsor can do for you without trying to force them into mentorship. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And, and, and vice versa. You don't want to force your mentor into sponsorship either. Even though sometimes mentors can serve as sponsors if they have that, again, social, political capital. Right. And it depends on how much, how much, you know, authority or, you know, um, autonomy and a decision regarding your career they have. Um, now, like our director within our team, he's not necessarily, I don't report into him, but he's like over our team. And like, he did the same for me as um, the person that hired me. Like, and he was on my, he was on my um, interview. What do you call him? Panel. My panel as well. Mm-hmm. But I we've never formally sat down to like, I don't, I don't meet with him on a regular, but yeah, he still spoke my name for another project. So it's like, they're always looking at you, even though when you when you don't think people may have an eye on you, like people are looking at you and they are saying your name behind closed doors, whether you meet with them or not. And like, I think that was a big unlock for me because like my manager's talking to him on a regular. But, you know, I'm not thinking that she's she's talking about me specifically. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And she may have been the person to put the bug in his ear. But he was the one that, you know, called the shot at the end of the day. And you need both. Like, it's a promise. You need both both um, a, sp- a sponsor and a mentor to make those things happen. And it sucks that I'm, like, just now getting that. Because I'm like, dang, I'm like, what are all the opportunities I missed out on by not, <laughs> <laughs> by not really, you know, taking that part seriously? But... You also need, you need that maturity too. Like you got to be able to like have established yourself and your skills. And I was just, I think early on, and, and most people are focused like that. If you're, you know, focused on your career, like you want to get the, the skills and experience first. And I agree, you may not want to take on too much in your bandwidth. Like, yeah, they may prop you or position you for this speaking engagement or, you know, this, this, uh, you know, being a, a representative or ambassador for this group to go and, you know, have this like network uh, event, but the exposure is great, but if you only have a certain level of experience, like you're going to do yourself a disservice. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to take on too much when you're not necessarily ready. And that's something you got to like just gauge for yourself. Sometimes I probably could have been ready for the situation, but if I'm not confident enough to like really be a a, a spokesperson or beat like that, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do well, <laughs> but. Absolutely. And you hit the nail on the head. As my daddy always says, somebody is always watching. Always you, watching. You think you, you think you sit in your office or your cubicle, uh, Scroll. Just minding your little business. Minding your business, but somebody is always mm-hmm. watching. Yeah. And since I said that, let's take a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm rooting for um everybody black. <laughs> I am. It's time for all black everything. Oh, yay. Clink, clink, clink. Yay. So I have a, a black business I want to highlight. So we done we done got through Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, Monday finna come up. It's finna be Cyber Monday. Yeah, we finna have just spending money online for the rest of the year. Basically, all these all in twenty twenty. My money has been digital. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know when the last time I pulled out cash for nothing. 
all of these shopping holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to highlight this business called Predominantly Black. I came oh, yeah. across them on Instagram. You know what I'm talking about? The, it's, they have like a list of everybody. Do they keep making? No? Okay. Well, maybe I'm Mm-mm. confusing them with another. There's a lot of black on everything now that we yeah, had a lot of unrest. Sure. People are just trying to pub, which is great. We need that. We absolutely need it. They have, though, cozy clothing and handmade fragrance fragrances like candles oh. and stuff. Um, and it's real cute. I see you following them, so you probably know. What I know I'm them. About. I probably just say, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to not spend as much. I've been spending like crazy. I feel it. But they have these really nice looking candles. Like this no, one like is called. Oof. Come on, give it. Set, set the, the mood. mood. Set the mood. You got um, all the senses. All the senses. But it's also the packaging is like sleek and black and, and bougie. They have white lettering bougie. They have a sweet surrender scent. It's got tobacco leaf, lavender you know, wood. Love, you know I love a tobacco. But woodsy. caramelized vanilla and musk. Okay. Do you know that I found out Where? that musk is a scent? That comes from a deer. I found that out on another podcast. Oh, I didn't Listen know that. To another podcast. Maybe that's. I was I like, like, I don't really musk. do musk. Musk always had a, like a an uh an older. Mm, yeah, it's an elderly smell. It's an elderly mm-hmm. smell. You know. Mm-hmm. That ain't no. I don't want. Um. It. Oh, they got one. They got but a candle called Magnolia. If the notes are with other things. If it's not, you know, it's with it's with other stuff. It might balanced. be married well. It's balanced as long as you know. Yeah, but they got this one. I just looked. I just saw it called uh, Magnolia Peach Berry Pineapple Magnolia Floral and Woody. Well, I might have to like get that you. one. That sounds very southern. That's southern me. That's you know, Magnolia you... is my favorite flower. That sounds sound like a nice little and have you a nice little glass of peach tea with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. But yes, predominantly black. Go check them out. Um, of course, they're based in LA, but I'm sure they ship mm-hmm. worldwide. So, um, so that's my black business for today. What about you, Elle? Well, I've been I've been trying to really be good about you know supporting, especially during this time. But you know, when they first when the when the black businesses was taken off. I mean, that's, we've always been here, but when they started, you know, getting more attention, everything I sold out so quick. And it's hard to, like, to support. I mean, I think. Because we be on it. We be on it. The allies is over here trying to clean us up. <clears throat> and I appreciate it. But um, I have recently purchased some jewelry. And it's from Black-owned business. And I was really searching hard because I have bought some from a previous uh, another seller and they're okay they ship fine and you know they have like a little repair situation if you mess it up and I appreciate all that but I'm like I really want to support my people and um so one brand that I purchased from recently is called Leela and May Leela like Leela Rashawn I don't know how is she's that how it. spell it's L E L I A plus oh, M-A-E. oh i got it yeah so actually um, the rings i'm wearing right now <laughs> mm, i saw the, i've been eyeing those a little drip drip and uh i've been i've been really on my ankle anklet game so i decided come on 90s bring bring the 90s back i'm trying to be my you know <laughs> it was such a good time <laughs> it's back i'm gonna bring it back in certain in, in the, in girl they got hair and bones you done lied to me. What? Girl, they got straight up hair and bones. Look at this. Can you see this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, yeah, got yeah. the, um, okay. I just got the flat chain for the, uh, but yeah. Okay. I'm, that I'm secured. I'm, I'm, I'm locked in. Honey, she Follow. came quick. Um, and the quality is good. I would, I appreciate her about her jewelry more than, more so than some others I found is that her, most of her stuff is gold field versus plated. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's like it'll last. The gold will last longer because you know plating over time it it wears, it's mm-hmm. scratched. But I was like, okay, I had to really do some searching. 
So I appreciate her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's one other uh, business I patroned recently. Um, just because, you know, I'm, I'm really into accessorizing right now. But it's a luxury, uh, a black luxury handbag by a gentleman named Brandon Blackwood. And he's out of New York. And he's been blowing up. He had the in uh, systemic racism handbag, which then got featured oh. by the Kardashians. But I, at least he's he's getting some notoriety. So this I, is cute, and I don't wear cute. a good. You know, I like, wear a I don't, clutch. Right, I don't do a lot of purses often, Mm-mm. but for a nice little night out, you know, I got the white alabaster mini trunk. These are cute, and it's and it's tray cute. It took. I had. I'm gonna have to take the phone case off to get the phone in there, but it'll work. It'll do. A, it'll it'll do for a night. So okay, let me send all these to my husband so he'll have. You know, good... Christmas time is here. Mm-hmm. Or anniversary. Anniversary. Our anniversary is in December. Yes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just cause, cause like, and his stuff is luxury, but it's to me, it's affordable. Affordable. I like that. Like at least, at least you know it ain't it ain't no guap. You gotta spend on Louis type shit. That, 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 yeah, we're not spending. We're not, we're not spending that way. You know, this is for we're the, not spending ten stacks on five no, rounds. No, no, like I think the most expensive bag he got is like maybe three hundred. And 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 you can you might can break that up. <laughs> for sure. Well, that is fantabulous. I will have links for these in the episode notes so y'all can, and probably in the Instagram post too, so y'all can um, blow these people up and shop till you drop for Christmas and make their Christmas bright as well. Yeah, now let's get be. back to the show. Awesome. Well, um, any last words about sponsorship slash mentorship slash both? slash the difference between the two (laughs) yeah I mean I think I think for me um especially if you're if you're like-minded in the sense where you know it's hard for you to put yourself out there um I think the best uh way to approach it is just to kind of start small and get comfortable with like making a concerted effort to engage with other people. Um, I kind of got in my feelings a little bit when I was talking to a coworker about another, he's not necessarily a, a sponsor, but he's higher up in the company. And, um, you know, he's like, I'm always available. I'm always this and I'm always that. And like, I was a little taken back because we've had, we had like a department trip and I could see him engaging with, um, and he's, he's a, he's a black leader, but I could see him engaging with my other black coworkers, but I didn't really get that opportunity. Um, and it took someone else introducing us to, to have that conversation. And like, I'll speak now, but I was a little taken aback because I'm like, I'm only going to be as willing as you're willing. And so when I see you, when I witness people like engaging male counterparts versus female counterparts, it w- I was a little, I was a little, you know, put off, put off mm-hmm. by that. And so, but I was talking to um, my black coworker, his male, and they known each other longer. I was just like, I just was a little, perplexed and one thing that he brought to my attention was like you know that that person he's been in the game forever he's been here a long 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 time and a lot of people have his ear and a lot of people have his attention and you know to not take it personal and um it was hard to digest but like at the same time like going through this process of transitioning through work and having like your company go through a reorg, a restructuring, downsizing, all that. Like, I see how much, like, he has been involved in that process. 
And so it's like, it took, it took a minute for me to like, kind of realize like, okay, well you can't be closed mouths. Don't get fed. Like if you don't put yourself and reach out to that person, they're never going to like know. And like, that you're interested in and ha- in, in establishing that type of relationship with them or, um, you know, getting that, seeking that, that mentorship or guidance or sponsorship from them. I think you have to, it takes some humility on your part in order to, you know, reach out, establish like whether it's monthly, bi-monthly, quarterly, whatever, um, whatever time that they're willing to give up on their calendar for you, um, like you kind of have to take the first step and it's not going to just be given to you. So, uh, start off small, you know, maybe it's just one or two people. You don't have to jump and be on like 10 people's calendars. Um, just to say like, you're out here, you know, getting mentors and sponsors. Cause I'm like, when are you going to do your work? You know what I mean? Um, but I think it's something that you should like also take take a little time to research and you know one sponsor may not necessarily agree to sponsor you but they may know of other people if once you guys have like an exchange and dialogue about what you're truly interested in and what you're willing what you're really seeking to do that because they've been in a position so much longer um they may open up their network to you to find someone that's better suited in order to help you and so in and and that takes you know not taking these personal as well Well, they don't want to help me they sent me push me off to this person it's really in your best interest to be with somebody who can truly be able to you know um help you specifically with your goals um so that's all i have have on that yeah that's excellent advice and and i would say you know uh, i understand that this is gonna be fucking hard for black women to really grasp this concept and really put yourself out there there's a lot that we go through i mean we we've talked extensively just about getting your foot in the door, mm-hmm. um, even on your resume, you're showing up with your black ass name, and then you get your foot in the door, and you got a politic in the workplace, and then, you know, it's it's a lot, and not even to mention the colorism and the you know, light skinned black women being preferred in the workplace versus darker skinned black women, um, and so, notwithstanding all of that, you still have to do work you know you still have to put out excellence and that's hard to do when you're trying to navigate networking and networking in a way that you're not kissing ass and with the wrong people and you are still able to be your excellent self and still be yourself and so I understand that this is going to be extremely difficult for a lot of black women to to navigate and and really try to start implementing but when I tell you it's worth it, when I tell you if I had not been introduced to the concept of sponsorship, I probably, my my career would be very difficult right now. Because um, I would still have a chip on my shoulder. Like, I ain't going to this. I ain't going to that. I don't want right. to show up to no coffee break. I I come in here and give y'all my time. So it is what it is. And And to some extent, I still feel that way when it comes to you know, asking too much of my time. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I understand the value in building my own social and political capital, even without my sponsor and my mentor. So keep that in mind. Um, come back here to our clocking in community. Cause that's what we're here for. We're building community for black women who work no matter what that workplace looks like. If you are a plumber or a teacher or a doctor or a designer, um, and we can always talk about how to how to help navigate these situations because it's going to be difficult. Yeah. <sighs> well, that's all we got for sponsorship. Um, I would say for the per my last email segment for advice for the week, you almost at the end of the year, baby. 
So <laughs> don't let nobody out. talk. Don't let nobody talk shit to you. We almost at the end of 2020, okay? Go to work next week. Stand in your truth, stand in your blackness, and don't let anybody steal the rest of the joy that you have left mm-hmm. for the year. Because you only got, and that's like, all I got. What, two and a half weeks till Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, give or take. It's going to yeah. be all right. Amen. Ain't no need to in getting stressed. Amen. Yeah. I think I think there's plenty uh, to f- refocus and reflect on in the year too. I think a lot of times we wait to reflect about our work life until, you know, once it's time for evaluation time and this is not necessarily that time, but it's a good time to try to like just recap the last six months for yourself and, um, you know, anything noteworthy that you've been able, because everything I think this year is pretty much noteworthy that you, we've been able to accomplish from home. Um, and do it well and do it on time and um you know just advance the whatever strategies or you know um work you're carrying out for the year uh it's a good time to just recap on that and and be proud of what you've done like i think we get called so caught up on like the daily 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 that we don't take enough time to just say you know what you actually really did that. <laughs> you know? And it's okay to like toot toot your horn a bit. Um, you know, yeah. and, and hopefully you'll be able to find some some sponsors and mentors going forward that can toot their horn even louder for you. Um, so it's it's okay to like just sit back and reflect and, and be proud of what you've done and what you've accomplished. And um and just maybe go ahead and as you're checking off all the great things you've done you know take time to assess like okay what's one thing i can improve on um you gotta revamp your whole self but you know want maybe one or two things on on like what do you specifically know about yourself or wish that you could have done better in a project or uh a situation um at work to to what can you know what do you know now that you can do better for later yeah amen i agree with that well we done y'all and my stomach growling so we're clocking out (laughs) it's clocking out and time to eat (laughs) see y'all next time Bye. bye